This is Biz Radio host, Joanna Patrice Haggerty. I am the founder of JPH Creative Biz and soon to launch Art Hero, a workforce development organization. My mission is to support and galvanize artists and creative entrepreneurs because art heals and connects. I believe that by activating creativity, we synthesize change. Come connect with me on Instagram at JPH Creative Biz. Live events are coming back, but is your digital marketing strategy ready to go? Hi, I'm Mikey Spice Evans of Spice Digital Solutions. I'm on a mission to help your event sell more tickets this season. Keeping up with the latest digital marketing trends is difficult enough. You need a digital marketing partner that will help you reach your goals. Visit us at SpiceDigitalSolutions.com slash BizRadio to book a free consultation with us. That is SpiceDigitalSolutions.com slash BizRadio. Do you know that 70% of women in the United States wear a size 14 or larger? Despite this, many top brands don't carry plus-size options, and if they do, they charge premium prices. At More to Love, we believe everybody deserves affordable and fashionable clothing. That is why we carry new and gently used plus-size clothing for a fraction of the original price. We are located at 606 New Leicester Highway behind Wynn's Diner beside the Sonic. This is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where I invite the most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners to share their experiences, processes, practical tips, and inspirations. Today with me is Celia Narajo. Celia has been hanging around Asheville long enough that she can justifiably say, remember when? Having moved from Washington, D.C. in 1994, she's watched Asheville grow organically from the efforts of artists, activists, farmers, philanthropists, and small entrepreneurs into a town with a local culture we can all be proud of. As a graphic designer and previous art director for the children's division of Lark Books, which was eventually bought out by Barnes & Noble in early 2000s, she was inspired into entrepreneurialism out of a desire to stay in Western North Carolina. Celia has seen these beautiful mountains act as a siren call to passionate, committed folks of all kinds, shielding itself and her from undue corporate influences. It's a special place. And as of November 2021, bringing the 10-year anniversary of her business, Asheville Goods. That business has been created in the spirit of Asheville, and she continues to live a personal and professional life committed to the arts, cultural, and natural beauty of this area. I brought Celia on to talk about her business, Asheville Goods, and what she does to support the local art economy. But first, Celia, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome, Johanna. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we have never officially met. We've only had a brief phone call, but it was so lovely. And I'm very thankful that our mutual colleague and friend, Ashley Lieb of Honey Creek Pottery, introduced us. I imagine you guys have a a working relationship. (laughs) We do, yes. Um, Ashley makes the wonderful handmade mugs that I sell. I was looking for an artist who was interested in creating, doing some production uh, mugs for me that would incorporate my logo and our uh, little Asheville goods design and it's worked out really well. Yeah it's amazing how uh, that production piece of her business has really been something that's allowed her to grow and support other businesses and their growth you know that partnership idea it seems like a lot of what Asheville goods is really founded around too yeah. Yeah that's true Um, when I started Asheville goods there weren't that many Um, 
businesses that you could combine things to put into a box. So it took a little while, but then, um, yeah, then a lot of products started to become available. And I guess there were new entrepreneurs and people trying different things as we do in Asheville to just try to keep going in this town. Mm -hmm. And then there were quite a few businesses. So uh, we was, was able to put uh, various items together. I started with two boxes in the beginning and it's grown to over uh, 10 now, I think. So, and we're always looking for new ones, but the whole deal is that um, it's really fun to meet the entrepreneurs and get to know them and help them promote their small businesses and watch them on their journey and help them grow as well. I feel like I um, am a part of that whole um, journey for them because I include um, information about the makers and their products in my boxes. So once people receive them, they could actually go directly to uh, those businesses' websites if they wanted to order more or find out more about them. And I think that has helped several businesses. So I'm excited about that. What what an amazing opportunity. And, you know, for individuals like you and I who really sit in this entrepreneurial workforce development, the goal here is to see all of us succeed collectively. So let's kind of wind back the clock a little and go back to when you first moved here, 1994. I mean, I've, I, my dad's from here. I've, I've visited this town off and on my whole life. And boy, hasn't it changed a lot. <laughs> yes, it's really changed a whole lot. Um, it was a, a very small town when I moved here. They were Barley's had just opened its doors, I think, a couple months before I moved. And I had actually wow. visited here. I think I was here their opening week. And then I came back. Uh, and um, and that was about it. There, the Fine Arts Theater was just getting started. And, well, I guess Blue Spiral was there. I think the Fine Arts Theater wasn't there. So there wasn't a whole lot downtown. And um, But, yeah, so I've really watched it uh, grow just uh, amazingly fast and um yeah for the first 10 years it was just great you i worked downtown so you'd walk downtown and you would literally know just about everybody you met (laughs) on the street and that was really fun so because it was such a small community so that is one thing i missed uh, about uh, where Asheville has gone well, and, but, and this concept of the Asheville Gifts can bring that idea back, right? We get to know these makers and these people through their products and through these logos and through these boxes of this familiar stuff. And it, it kind of harkens back to that, oh, grandma's cooking. Oh, you got to get Susie's cookies or, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. And it does feel and it feels really good at, for, with most of the makers. I still have a one on one connection with the owners and the producers. There's a few that have gotten larger that I, you know, they've hired people. So I'm working with the people they've hired. Right. But, uh, it's really fun to actually uh, know the people and watch their growth and see what's happening with them and watch it all evolve. So I would just love to have this conversation because one of the things I imagine you understand and, and I really go through a lot as a business coach is supporting these entrepreneurs, right? These are makers, these are artists who first and foremost don't always see themselves as entrepreneurs. But once they can kind of get that in their mind, there are so many steps before a product is ready to go into you. So can I, can we talk a little bit about that experience of what it means for you to find makers and what level do they need to be at to be ready to work with you and, and how you kind of vet them and what that process looks like? 
Um, sure. Uh, yeah. Well, when I started, um, there were products that seemed like, okay, these are going to be the mainstay products, but everything evolves is what I have learned. We started really with 12 bones barbecue sauce and ah. it was sort of because President Obama had come and had ordered their barbecue with their blueberry chipotle barbecue mm -hmm. sauce. And, so and that, that was, was in a, every every yeah. newspaper across right. the whole country. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, oh, well, this will be popular. We'll try that. And then there was uh, French broad chocolate, of course. And uh, Dan and Jail had done such a great job with their mm -hmm. chocolate lounge and getting things up and running. And that was becoming very popular. And then, uh, of course, there was Lusty Monk Mustard, which had, um, I, uh, Kelly had actually worked at Lark and I'd worked with her years before. Oh, wow. She had left uh, many years before, um, before I left, but we still had a relationship and I was watching her entrepreneurial spirit and her making her mustard. And um, so we started with that, and then I would visit farmers uh, or the tailgate markets, the, especially the North Asheville tailgate market, to see what was there and what people were buying. And there was also Imladris Jam, which was oh, always at the markets. And yeah, Walter's. that was the first job I ever had when I moved to town was making that jam. So you've probably oh. had some of those jams in your box. <laughs> yeah, I still have lots of jam. I just picked up a lot of jam today and spoke with Walter. That's and um, yeah, so we started with those things. Of course, Hickory Nut Gap. Um, I uh, talked with them and we, we just got like a beef stick in there. And yeah, so the box we started with was Land of the Sky. Mm. And um, so it was it was really fun just gathering those products and letting it, you know, come together. Um, and so. it sounds like that from what I can tell. And part of what I love to do on this show too is, is bring on entrepreneurs and let them share their stories and then kind of step back and share a little bit of what that means from an entrepreneurial workforce area. And what you were doing was making sure that the businesses who were already becoming Asheville, who were already making their names, who were already establishing themselves were the things that you collectively brought to the table and starting with that kind of model, which in marketing, sometimes we call that the influencer model, right? So starting with that model is really valuable to being able to get your business up and running in a way that you are using other people's association with stuff. So I just think that is unbelievably smart. I really love the fact that we really had some amazing, unique and diverse products that were kind of coming out of this burgeoning arts creative scene and i love that you use the tailgate markets in particular too i've always talked a lot about that idea of getting your product out there letting people see you so i think that was a great way for you to to vet those i would love oh god <laughs> oh yeah i was just gonna say yeah it was a great way to start because i felt like there needed to be some recognition of the products right. in the box so i wanted to have things that i knew people were drawn to and had already made, had some good association with. And from there, then I could branch out to some smaller um, makers that had not hadn't, hadn't grown quite as much as these other folks, but bring some attention to them by just associating them with the, the, the better known makers. And so that was how I, I started. It was like, well, we'll start with these larger, you know, well, more well-known products and then, um, 
as we needed things to fit into the box and what would work with what, just looking for other entrepreneurs who were creating those products. And as long as they had been around for at least long enough that I felt like they weren't a flash in the pan or right. wasn't something that they were just going to do for a minute and then, and then move on. And because it's really hard to keep up with a website and all the information when everything's changing all the time. And if I take a photograph and then they've changed the label and, or then they've changed the jar, it all yeah. sort of, um, you know, is part of the, the whole thing and how to pack the box if it, if it no longer fits. Right. Yeah. So, it's a whole different form. Yeah. And, and those are the things that for, you know, those individual artists, entrepreneurs, those makers, they don't always think about those individual impacts when they're trying to grow their business too. So hearing that is really valuable. And I love, again, the way that you use the idea of the land of the sky, which is such a well-known thing for our town and our community across the world, I would say. So attaching it to pieces of Asheville that are already in existence and then allowing it to grow is really, in my opinion, what the modern Asheville looks like now. It's it's using these ancient mountains, it's using our natural ingredients around, but kind of doing it that quirky way. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about some of the other boxes you've created and what are some of these other smaller entrepreneurs and more unique gifts that you've been able to uncover in this 10 years of doing this. <laughs> um, sure, well, there's the different entrepreneurs that I well, there's um, Smoking Jays, and he's been around for a while, and I'm yeah. not sure if you're familiar with Smoking oh, Jays Fiery Foods, but he makes a wonderful barbecue sauces and salsas and hot sauces, and and he was, I think, one of the first folks who was actually growing, you know, he had a farm, so he was growing all his own peppers here, and then um, creating all these sauces from it, so it was really local. Yeah. Um, so there was uh, him. There was there's uh, crooked uh, crooked condiments who actually um, has their own line of products, and I use their apple butter. But she actually is a kitchen and makes a lot of other people's hot sauces and um, syrups and everything else. So she's uh, been an entrepreneur who's been around for quite a while now and was very helpful in starting my business and giving me advice and uh, encouraging me like other boxes to do and other products to include. And clearly in supporting other entrepreneurs and getting their businesses off the ground. I mean, Celia, I imagine you and I both know that without supports around us, we wouldn't have a business. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it, 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 takes, uh, it takes a village, as they say. And then there was like monkey nuts um, who, um, started a wonderful, they were basically their husband and wife team and it was mostly Gretchen, but she, they, um, started making these trail mixes and they had wonderful design and I really was attracted to the design. So, uh, those got included in a snack box and then I had Bake Hampton and she is a one woman wonder, um, uh, Susan and she just bakes like nonstop out of her kitchen in Alexander, which is about <laughs> 20 minutes away and just makes wonderful things that are a lot of things are at like odds cafes and at various bakeries around town. And she makes desserts for different places. And, um, so that she was a, she's a smaller, uh, so one woman show, but she does everything. So 
was really great to be able to include her products and give her some business. And then there's Silver Moon Chocolate, another mm. chocolate company that does raw chocolate. And they've, um, I've included them in several of the boxes because they have different kinds of chocolates than the standard um, or the wonderful chocolate that French Broad does. And then there is um, Postre Caramels, which is another um, husband and wife startup that makes um, caramel sauce and, and caramel chews and lollipops that you may have seen. I got to assume the worst part of your job is trying all of these goods, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's the hard part. But uh, it's been really fun going to the tailgate markets and just finding products and trying them and then trying to figure out, well, where would this work? Yeah. Yeah. How does the creative process of of coming up with the theme and the name, do you kind of go and taste a bunch of products and then it's like, oh, these things go together? Or or do you have these names and kind of ideas in mind and then find things for it? Um, No, it usually starts with the products. And then if there's one product that I really like, and then I then I try to think of other products that would go with it because I would like to use that product yeah. and I think it deserves more attention. Um, and then there's sometimes it's a need for filling in. Like I wanted to have a snack box. It wasn't quite a lot of the items I had are sort of pantry items. And, and so I developed this craggy garden snack box and uh, that, that was actually made possible by monkey nuts and, um, poppy popcorn which is you know they've grown just tremendously but everybody loves poppy popcorn but they've sort of shot off into the into orbit and they're doing so well now but it was really fun to like get them in there it was a lot of name recognition with them and people are excited to eat it and then um Asheville pretzel company and Mm -hmm. um steve started that up and um yeah, I had been waiting for a pretzel. It's like, we really need a hard pretzel. Right? Soft pretzel. You have so but many I'm, beer, you know, we needed yeah. something that would go with it, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, the thing was, I needed to have things that are shelf stable. I, I can't, I can't do things that are right. not going to last for very long. Right. So they have to be able to sit on the shelf and to be able to travel, you know, and not uh, either get crunched or fall apart or uh, melt too much, you know, within a, uh, one to three day travel period. So all those things are a factor. And on top of that, I do, as a designer, I do look at labels and I, I mean, it's a gift box. So I want things to look good and be beautiful and exciting when people open them up. It's a, it should be a beautiful package when they open it up. So that's another factor is just um, visually how, how they look. And and of course, how they fit and then how many items will fit in. And then there's the price point. So there's so many different factors trying yeah. to figure it. I have lots of people ask if they can be in the box. And it's sort of just not that simple, you know, just depending on the price point of the item and how I can make it all work. And literally, sometimes it's like a Rubik's Cube. To <laughs> fit everything in to see how it will work and if it will ship and if I can pack it well enough that it will get there 
still looking good. Right. So if people are potentially interested or think they may be a good fit, what is the process? Do you let people email you or reach out? Or is it just best to kind of make sure that your presence is really robust at a tailgate market and Celia might show up at some point? (laughs) Well, people are welcome to contact me and I do get contacts and they can just send an email to info at Asheville Goods if they have a product um, that they think may work. I I don't change brands too often because there's just so there's so much involved and and the few I I probably work with 50 entrepreneurs and just trying to keep track of all of those is hard. So adding new ones is difficult. So if the one product already if the one maker already has several products, I may tend to try to use one of those products unless there's something else and for some other reason or I'm trying to do go in in a different direction so um it feels like one of the perfect wrap-up questions that I had for that too was I really really want to ask if you have any like thoughts because you've been doing this work for a decade you've seen a lot of makers artists what is either something that you see might become the next trend What's something you're hoping is going to start coming out? What's a product that we haven't seen? You know, I want to I want to hear the the deep dark secrets from Celia, who's been watching this maker movement for a while in this town now. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. It's really interesting to see what people will come up with. I'm assuming that when people start a business, it's because they have decided there's something about this particular whatever it is they're going to make that they love like with dan and jail it was chocolate and so that was what they were going to be about and obviously with walter and in lodger's farms he you know it's it's all the berries on his farm so i think it's just more organic than that i think it's harder to just you know say i want to do this all and and not have some real connection with it i know ginger at poppy popcorn she had really wanted she loved popcorn and she really wanted to have a popcorn business um the gourmet chip company uh she really loved making chips and the pretzel guy really wanted pretzels steve wanted pretzels to drink beer with because he loves (laughs) beer so yeah it's all you know that and um yeah clark and anna at roots and branches crackers they have shipped their crackers all over the u.s and they just came up with a simple little cracker that everybody loved and um they just wanted to keep going with it well it sounds like that what you have identified is that asheville is asheville if you're doing what you love and i think that that is the best place to put the pin on that because unfortunately our show is only a half hour and we're gonna have to wrap it for today celia it was an unbelievable pleasure i feel like we could talk about makers for days and days (laughs) but could you let the listeners know the best way to connect with you or to go find one of those asheville boxes they need to have in their life sure just go to ashevillegoods.com And um, all the boxes are online and you can purchase them and you can either pick them up um, or have them shipped anywhere in the U.S. And we also now have um, beer and wine available for local pickup. I'm just going to throw that in there. Uh, So I'm excited (laughs) about that. And uh, so there's different ways we can um, package your your package and make it extra special, especially if you're sending 
some gift to uh, someone else or someone here in town who's visiting. So, yeah, and uh, you can connect with me at info at AshevilleGoods.com. And thank you, Johanna. I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. I love living in Asheville. Yeah, it's really clear. And I'm really thankful that you're here supporting all these artists and makers. And as always, this is the Joanna Patrice Haggerty Show, where we share tips and tools of our community's most innovative entrepreneurs, artists, and creative business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please connect by visiting bizradioashville.com or on Instagram at jphcreativebiz with show suggestions or any questions you may have. And as always, stay creative. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.